0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. I am here with my mediumship bestie, Melissa White Medium. How are you, Melissa? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm amazing. Good. Thank you so much for driving all the way up to Squamish for this podcast. I'm so excited to get you here in the flesh because I was trying to figure out your first podcast interview, minus my five year old girl who I sat in the closet with while I I interviewed (laughs) her. Yes, I can relate to that. Yes. I was like, I usually literally record the podcast. my closet. Um, But you came all the way up. So thank you because I was trying to figure out how to do a podcast interview online. So here we are. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Um, What do you do? How do you uh, work your mediumship out for the world? And who are you, Melissa
1: Way? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a big question. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me because this is a huge uh, blessing, you know, mm-hmm. to spend this time with you. Um, for me, I think I'm a medium, but I'm also someone who works on a level of trying to empower people in their personal lives, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the work that I would do. Maybe people seek me out for mediumship because they do have a need to connect with spirit and their loved ones. But at the end of the day, also, um, I do find I'm giving tools for people to use in their daily lives to, to really live their best life um to their fullest potential. Um, so sometimes it ends up being more intuitive counseling or soul coaching. Um, but really at the end of the day it's sort of whatever's needed, you know, so that's how I try to approach it. Uh, whatever each client needs. Um, also teach. Um, so looking at helping people to uncover their own abilities just like you do. Um, and basically um, that can be private sessions, group sessions. All over, the, all over the place, but really just sort of being, trying to be um, the best voice for the spirit world as I can.
0: I love that. And I'm going to skip ahead a couple questions <laughs> here because um, I really like how you describe how you do your readings. It's I'm always trying to describe that too, because I find that the need for mediumship is so much less today than it was even six years ago, because right. we just have this belief that science from spirit and our own experiences that our loved ones make it and that they're okay and that they love us. Mm -hmm. So clients will come in a little bit confused about mediumship versus soul readings versus psychic readings. And I find that the need is typically what is the soul yearning for? Yes. Like what's down there that needs to come up so you can move forward in yes. your life in a positive and empowered way. Yes, right?
1: yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, I think two people get sometimes hung up on what kind of reading should I get, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I might change things around on my website to just not have such different categories because really at the end of the day they might think they're coming in for one type of reading but we'll see when we get there. We'll see mm-hmm. what their soul is longing for, uh, what spirit has in store, what their guides might want to express and whatever's needed. you yeah. know So at the end of the day they could say I want this type of reading. They could come in and it might be that there's actually all this other stuff to do with past life reading or, or soul of the soul level that could come through. Mm-hmm. So I think it's less about what they think they want or what they think they need and more so what does what is the actual need yeah you know? so I love that that's exactly
0: what I say in my readings too and it's funny you say that because I just redid my website and I just separated my readings at mm-hmm. first it was a soul reading I'm yeah. like I don't know what's going to happen you show up right but then I found that there would be the occasional like one out of ten reading where there was like I really just want to hear from my son. Mm -hmm. And so I felt the need to actually just separate mediumship reading and describe clearly this is mediumship. The whole intention of this reading is to connect with your departed loved one, bring a photo, bring an object. Let's get to work. I do that too. Where the soul reading is just like, just come be curious, open Mm -hmm. heart and we'll just see what happens. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, in this realm, in working with this energy, you can't predict like how our reading's going to turn out no. as much as how psychic we, wish- we are. We can't
1: predict it. Well, that's the thing. And there's <laughs> nothing, I was saying this earlier too, that there's nothing else like it what other vocation what other job do you show up every day and there's literally no preparation that you can actually do mm-hmm. i mean you can you can prepare your space you can prepare yourself energetically but you will not know until the person's there in your space exactly what the outcome's going to be yeah. and even if you're even as you're speaking the words you don't know what is actually going to be said until you say the words exactly so it does take a tremendous amount of courage and guts to actually put yourself out there in that way Um, And I think too, sometimes expectation is huge, you know, the pressure of it Mm -hmm. can be a lot, the pressure to produce results, you know, and it's the kind of job where within the first five minutes, you have to essentially allow there to be enough trust between you and your client, you and your recipient, that they're going to be able to open themselves up fully Mm -hmm. so that you can do your job. Yeah. So that to me is like a whole, you know, when I look at it, that is a lot of pressure when I actually stop to think about it. it um, I think you get used to it, but it is a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I sometimes find that I'm really thinking everybody wants spirit. So I'll start and I'll be bringing through spirit and my client will be looking at me like, yep, that's nice. Yes, that's true. And then something happens where I realize, oh, no, that's not why they're here. Mm -hmm. There's actually something going on in their life, you know, something with their marriage or something going on with their kids that that's why they're actually there. So I think sometimes we become obsessed with trying to, like, give everybody spirit we, we assume everybody needs mediumship when actually it's not true you know yeah. not everybody is in need of it no and a lot of people there's so many different ways with um technology
0: and just like you know people like us in every single community now where healing's kind of happening in a beautiful pace mm-hmm. I find too mm-hmm. and so yeah that's interesting and so one other thing I wanted to touch on from what you were just speaking of is I don't know if you had the same experience but I don't think I've ever been such a people pleaser as before I started doing my readings because of those expectations. Yes. Because I actually didn't feel... Um, I didn't realize how much expectations would be on me to the point where I almost felt sick before some of my reading especially the early days yes. I would feel like throwing up I'm like yeah. oh my god what if spirit doesn't show up yes. and what if like I don't get it and it was like me 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 mm-hmm. and then the second you take try to take yourself out of it but that's yes. hard because we are humans yes right yes. so what a, have you experienced that have you experienced that people pleasing and like what have you used to kind of like
1: take yourself out of it so you could be a service oh well I have experienced that I would say that I've always been a people pleaser to begin with Mm -hmm. and I was very much a perfectionist prior Mm -hmm. so those are two huge things that like I feel if you need healing from perfectionism or people pleasing you just should become a professional medium because (laughs) it'll be literally the only way to cure yourself of it because you cannot you cannot be either of them yeah and and maintain your sanity throughout this this journey so um I would say oh there's I I totally relate to feeling sick before readings uh, I would get like digestive issues before readings um I would also say and I've found this with different types of mediums different styles of mediumship um, People who are generally extremely empathic, which you are and I am, um, tend to feel the need of the client so much more. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's almost kind of like a trade-off because there are some mediums that I would say maybe it's not that they're not empathic. I'm sure they are, but not to the same degree. Right? Yeah. It's just not to the same extent. So for them to go into a reading, it's kind of like, okay, let's see what happens. Let's go. And they'll be more focused on spirit than they would be on the needs of the client, which actually I think in some ways is a very good thing. It's a strength. I find that I'm always very aware of what my client's thinking, what they're feeling, what they are waiting for, what they want. Mm-hmm. If it's not being delivered, I have all of this internal dialogue, which gets me into my mind, into the logical mind, and takes away from the experience. Yeah. So I think there's you need to find a balance, and that's what I've sort of tried to do over the years. So certainly in the beginning, I was very focused on what the client was feeling, and I was more focused on the living than I was on yeah. spirit. That's evolved and changed over time still find myself slipping into that sometimes. And I think it depends on the day. It depends if I'm tired, depends if I've been sick, it depends if I've been burned out. If I'm feeling not myself or not at my best, then it's easy to kind of slip into that sort of feeling of like, oh, am I doing it? Am I? Is it good enough? Are they liking this? Are they gonna, mm-hmm. and it's not something that's selfish, like, oh, I wanna get it right for my own satisfaction. It's like, literally, I feel like I just wanna help them so bad and wanna give them whatever they need. But you know, at the end of the day, what Spirit has shared with me is that honestly, it's it's as much up to them as it is up to us and up to Spirit. It's a three-way conversation, yeah, and it's a like a team effort. So you can give your all, you can give everything you've got. But if it's the person is not ready for it, or if they're not in a vibrational match to you in, in some way it, it, it can't be as you know amazing as you would maybe want it to be
0: yeah and it's funny you say that because I have I haven't experienced this in the past couple of years but definitely early on I had a few teachings from spirit mm-hmm. when I had clients sitting there and I could just feel the anticipation on them yes that blocked me because yes. they wanted to hear like talk about the apple, talk yes. about the apple, talk. like That's what they're repeating it's in their mind. And your reading is not real unless you talk about this specific thing. Right. And so I'd like to hear from your words, like what that does to us
1: as a reader and how that can derail a session. Right. It, com- <laughs> it completely does. It completely, and it's such a shame. It's so frustrating, I think, on our part, because we're trying to explain that, no, the way to approach this is you have to be, completely open, Mm -hmm. but then you also have to be able to, um, be active in your responses. You need to be able to participate, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't just be open and passive. You have to be open and active in the, in the reading. And it's a fine line. We have to do the same, you know, we have to like walk, you know, sort of this fine line between, um, you know, receiving the information, Uh, but being relaxed enough to receive it and open enough to receive it, but then in the same way interpret it and then deliver it and keep the energy going. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely if you come in with a preconceived idea that you're going to like test your medium, Mm -hmm. test your psychic, I would say you're probably going to get what you would expect. And it's going to be... You could get... I think you could get an okay reading. That's possible. But that's probably the best outcome is an okay reading. Yeah, If you're willing to... Keep in mind, yes, there's a certain code word that maybe you would love to hear, but it's not the purpose of your reading. If, if the purpose of an intent is to, to come and to just see what comes up and what comes through, and to kind of give your trust and give your energy to that person, to that experience, whatever it might be, you yeah. know, so kind of be okay with whatever happens. And I find too, like I work a lot in my clairsentience and a lot of
0: the impact of a reading is actually what's not said, is what's felt. Yes. And if you're closed off in your mind and you're just constantly in your mind, you're not an aw- opening your heart, you're going to miss half the reading, which is that presence of spirit of course like i have people who are receiving good information and they still break down crying they are like i don't know why i'm crying i'm like because you feel spirit here right right because you're you're feeling right now in the presence of spirit mm-hmm. and if you come into a reading with these expectations and like if they don't say this word they're not real yeah. then you're gonna miss that you're of no, course. and you're
1: wasting your money you're wasting <laughs> your money you're also wasting your energy mm-hmm. and you're wasting your re- medium's energy because it takes oh. Whole lot of energy to work through those blocks you know and it's yeah. it's things that I think we both try to prepare people prior I think educating people on what it is to actually have a mediumship reading what what you can do you know to actually prepare yourself and make yourself as open as possible you know
0: so what's give us a couple steps here for the listeners who yes. all probably go get reading yes. at some point if not our readers yes. themselves like what steps do you think people need to take to be the best sitter possible for reading.
1: So ideally, ideally, um, you would be in a sane uh, frame of mind. So you're coming in not, um, frazzled, not having had some kind of, um, like, busy, hurried, frantic, chaotic, emotional day, you know? So ideally maybe you've had, you know, like you're in a place of a uh, peace of mind before you come. Mm-hmm. So maybe just sitting in your car and taking a few deep breaths and relaxing yourself a bit before you come in. Uh, I would say not having a test prepared for your medium mm-hmm. that they have to pass or fail. Not looking at it as a result oriented thing, mm-hmm. looking at it as an experience and let's just see what happens. Maybe this will be the medium for maybe maybe it won't. But like, let me see what happens um I recommend people actually talk to their loved ones beforehand and just just have a conversation like I'm going in for this reading if you're able to will you come Mm -hmm. you know and and just bring me whatever I need to know Um, I would say breathing I think some people come and sit down and they stop breathing they're there for a reading (laughs) but they're just like staring blankly they're not speaking and they're just like do it do it, like, amaze me, give me something magical, change my life. A circus monkey. Yes, Dance. and it's just, it just doesn't, doesn't lend itself to, like, the most um, amazing experience. So I think if they could come and just be, like, open, relax as much as they can, um, and then give honest feedback, mm-hmm. yes or no, I'm not sure, I think people are scared to speak because they don't want to give away too much, Mm -hmm. but what they don't realize is when they're not responding or if they go, "Mm, um, um, yeah. And then it's almost creating, um, this sort of murky, muddy energy. So you have to, you have to be willing to say yes or no, or I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people it's fine. If it's a no, it's a no. Say no. Yeah and recognize that it doesn't mean it's not your loved one just because there's a no. Yeah. It means that okay, I got to go back to spirit, let me reinterpret this feeling or this image or what I've perceived and I'll offer it to you again. And if you still don't get it, that's fine. We'll move on. But don't let it don't let one piece of information that isn't exactly precisely correct make you think that this is not legit or this is not your person. Mm-hmm. You know, because literally it's like it's not, it's not an exact science. It's something that we're, we're endeavoring the miraculous each time we sit to do it. So there has to be some room for misinterpretation now and again. Yeah. I'm not saying like the whole thing. Obviously, if it's no, 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 you're not connecting. But if it's yes, 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 maybe. Yes, yes, no. Don't freak out about one no. Yeah. You know, so I think just keeping an open mind and open heart, that's the main thing. Yeah.
0: So what do you say? I'm curious, Um, just as your friend yes. as a fellow yeah. medium, because when I get a no and I feel like, mm, okay, so I'm going to go back to spirit, but usually one of the things I say to clients is like, okay, just keep it with you. Yes. Just in case it mm-hmm. makes sense later, because that yes. sometimes happens too. It happens a lot. Um, yeah. So what do you say to a client in that moment? Because I'm just thinking about the vibrational dip, because mm-hmm. before when I was first studying to be a medium, if I heard a no, it would crumble me out of my vibration yes. to the fact, to the point I couldn't get back up. Yes. So then now as a
1: professional, I've realized I can just say that and keep my vibrations high. What do mm-hmm. you say? I say the same thing, okay, you know, cool. or I'll say, I'll be honest. I'll just say, huh, I'm not even sure what that is about. That's interesting. But I stay curious, mm-hmm. you know, as to, hmm, okay, not sure about that. Let's carry on, yeah. you know. But I think it's just recognizing that the no as the medium can be, extremely deflating and disappointing mm-hmm. and you could think how could I be so bang on with all of this other information and then get this weird piece that doesn't make sense
0: yeah
1: over time and experience I've realized there's two things that could be happening there One, one of them um sometimes it's a change in communicator
0: Mm. You get
1: yes, 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 and then you get this image, or you get this different kind of information, and it doesn't make sense. And for me, anyway, I'm not sure if it's for everyone, but for me, sometimes that can be a, a second communicator coming in and offering me this different information. So I always am aware of that now that that can be the case. Um, the other part of it is you're getting, you know, you're getting all this information. Um, I think spirit likes to give us these. What do they call it in like movies when there's those little um, hidden gems, like it's like an Easter egg or something. I don't know. They call it that in video games too. I think where it's like something to be revealed later or something to find okay. out later. Yeah. I think that's what spirit does to us, and it's like sometimes. I mean, I've had clients where it's people in their family lineage that they didn't even know, like yeah. a um, a Caucasian lady, you know, who was. Uh, coming for a reading and I was telling her about this like Asian man that I felt was in her family and I felt ridiculous saying it because I'm like um <laughs> I don't know how this actually is ever going to make sense to you really um but it was and I was saying and I kept repeating you know the information I got and the and anyways I said okay I know it sounds crazy let's just could you just keep it in mind, just think you know remember I've said it and we'll see and I don't know how long I think it might have been six months eight months later she emailed me and said she did her DNA or (laughs) ancestry.com or whatever and she found this person and it was like her dad that she thought was her dad wasn't her dad or something there was like some kind of thing where Yes, that made perfect sense. Yeah. So I think, you know, after you get a few of those over the years, you start to recognize that maybe sometimes we're not meant to know, but we deliver it anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's this extra validation or proof that the person gets down the road yeah. that just validates it even further. But you have to have the guts and the courage to speak it. Yeah. In and that, the first place. That's
0: what kept me. That is exactly what kept me from going professional for so many years mm-hmm. um, was that courage to, because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's interesting kind of going back a little bit. I want to know how you decided to go professional when you decided, because I'm sure that there's people listening who will definitely resonate with your story and people who will kind of feel into mine. Mine was interesting because it was fear- and it was lack of courage to actually speak up what I'm getting, Mm -hmm. um, and trying to play it safe that Mm -hmm. kept me from going, uh, I'm going to use an air quotes, the word professional, but really hanging out my shingle for four years. I mean, I didn't do it for four years and I did talk to myself about wanting to do that slow and steady path to make sure I was perfect or was Mm -hmm. good enough to get out there and do Mm -hmm. this. And, um, I did realize much like you said earlier that just kind of starting to say things and being courageous and saying them and getting validations made it stronger Mm -hmm. but it took me four years Mm -hmm. right and it was a bit of a painful journey for me that I try to save my students with now um, because the truth is as a Virgo and as somebody who's typically hard on themselves Mm -hmm. I'm probably never going to meet my own expectations right Right? but the people pleasing would make me sick yes and so I'm curious about you going back to your journey like we both found out we Mediums after the birth of our daughters, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, was it daughter or your son? My daughter, your daughter, right? So, I found that to be super fascinating. Um, and then, like, I knew of you really early on in my mediumship because I heard your name everywhere, and then we finally got to meet and Mm -hmm. like fell in love. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we totally fell in love, like mediumship besties. But I always admired your path because I was like, Wow, she's so brave, like, she's so courageous. And so, I want to know about your early thoughts between. When you
1: had your daughter, when you started developing, and when you decided to go professional. Okay, well I think my path is a little bit rare. I don't know anyone else that has the same kind of thing that happened. And I I think it's only because in this lifetime, mediumship as a, a profession came up when I needed it. Mm-hmm. I just needed it that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, after okay so my son is 15. when I had my son, uh, I had a near-death experience when he after he was born like a week after. So that I would say opened me up that trauma opened me up to a new way of seeing things but I certainly didn't know I was a medium that wasn't part of it. I had an experience with spirit and everything but I didn't think oh, I'm a medium now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then seven years later, had my daughter. Um, within six weeks of her birth, then um, my husband at the time had a serious car accident, injured uh, to the point where he was like the main breadwinner and he went to being off work for years. So we were all of a sudden in a place where uh we thought we were going to lose our house um we had a huge flood in our house and had to move out for a couple months and live with family members uh there was uh depression that i was seeing in my husband at that time uh there was difficulties with i think you know some ptsd and a lot of heavy emotional things going on within my environment mm-hmm. plus this newborn baby plus uh i was also having extreme anxiety from Everything in the situation, plus I think just a major shift in my life. So it was that point I felt probably the lowest in my life, where everything was crumbling. Everything that I thought was solid and and real was actually like uncertain. So I had no real um, stability at that time. So I started going to meditation. Uh I, I thought it was a meditation class. I didn't know it was like a psychic development circle really. Mm-hmm. So I showed up and I just wanted to learn how to um lessen my anxiety. Like I just wanted to learn how to cope with daily panic, you know, and, and just sort of this terror that I felt, because I am an overthinker. Mm-hmm. I am someone who analyzes everything. Um, and I just felt very disconnected, I think. I didn't realize how disconnected I felt from everything. I think I was in a place of being numb, you know, because my 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 relationship was falling apart. Uh, there was a lot of stress. Um and my daughter was not, I would say, like the easiest baby. So mm. there was like a, a, a matter of maybe I was, I think now looking back, I probably did have postpartum depression. I know I had postpartum anxiety for sure. Um so anyways, it was a mess. So I showed up, I do this meditation, first time I ever meditated in my life in this group. And, uh, it brought me to tears. I was, I was touched and I realized now it was like the first time I ever really felt spirit. I ever really felt maybe that connected to my own soul. And I thought, oh, like these people do this every week. Like, this is amazing. Like I need to get more. So I literally started going every week. I would not miss, even if I was deathly ill, I felt like I had to be there because it was helping me. I could, connect with you know connect with myself connect with spirit um I was seeing things I was experiencing spirit right away like I could I was seeing images the clairvoyance I was having the clairsentience experience and shortly after the clairaudience so it all it was like waiting for me it was just something that I hadn't recognized that was there so um I would go week after week and then after about eight months of going um and then I was at home meditating on my own Reading my angel cards, like taking as much in as I could, reading a million books, uh, finding information wherever I could, um, and uh, it was about after about ten months, uh, people in the class who'd been actually going for quite some time to that circle, were like, could you read my like, mom, cause like she really needs a reading, and I would say okay, so I would like read for them just like for fun, yeah. you know, thinking like oh let's see what happens, and I had no idea if it would pan out if it would be successful but I just thought okay I'll do it and then after a while um, those people would tell other people and then it just became my work like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was like okay now I'm going to do it professionally it was sort of like well read for these people they told someone else that person told someone else and it was almost like the spirit world was like orchestrating it to provide me with the confidence that I could do it Mm -hmm. but also an income yeah. Because literally at that time, we were living on uh, my maternity leave, which was 60% of not a lot of money. I used to be um, uh, working at infant toddler daycare. Oh yeah, so, no right, money. So there's not, you know, it's not like it's like a high paying job to begin with. Hard work. <laughs> Still like, isn't. No, it's a hard work, um, but it wasn't paid well. Um, so that was like 60% of... That wage, which yeah. was n- nothing, um, and that's what we were trying to live on with two kids and the mortgage. So, um, basically, I feel it was not just spirit, you know, saving my butt, which I feel like they've done many times, mm-hmm. but it was also in their interest because they're saying, okay, if we want her to do this work, you know, she's she's willing to, you know, she's one of the people that's willing to put herself out there. Let's use her, but we have to give her some kind of income. She's not going to be able to do this for free. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so literally, I, I think that's what happened. And so um, I, I don't know. I just felt moved to do it. The feeling that I got when I gave a reading uh, was like nothing else. I mean, it felt intoxicating. It felt amazing to be mm-hmm. able to be of service and to feel spirit- so strongly while I was doing it, yeah, you know, so I thought, oh, wow, like, if I can, if I can do this, as long as there's people that are, are wanting it, I'm going to do it, yeah, and just see, I had no clue, I had no idea it was going to be my full-time job, I had no idea it was going to end up, it being, like, such an integral part of, like, my life and who I am, yeah, So I just kind of went
0: with it. That's awesome. I love hearing that because there's so much I want to say based off Mm -hmm. of what you said. We're going to, after this, remind me if I forget, but I want to talk about setting prices in our practice because I know there's a lot of controversy around like charging for these services Mm -hmm. with the old spiritualist mindsets, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I know that you've had some spiritualist um, mentorship Mm -hmm. in the past, as have I. Um, But my first experience was also within a spiritual development class and I remember, like, I didn't think I was a medium. I'd been told I was a medium almost my whole life, but Mm -hmm. I was like, no, there's no way. Right. And I connected with this woman's son, and I got his name. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get names sort of now, but not all the time. And she, like, clung to me. She, like, gasped, and she was Mm -hmm. like... like I connected with him and I got so scared in that moment because right. I realized the responsibility yes. and the weight of mediumship on people's hearts mm-hmm. and their grieving process. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, experience for me... Did the opposite effect, mm-hmm. like where instead of going, "Well, this is my full time thing," I was like, "Oh my god, I'm terrified right now." Yeah. And I got really scared to the point where I was like, "Hey, yeah, I need to figure out what I'm doing," um, and I think that's what scared me along the way. And she actually, she was sweet as heck, but she used to always bring me gifts. Mm-hmm. She used to call me all the time, right. and it was a lot of pressure it on is. me. It is, and I think that that experience kind of made me go the shy opposite away. way, shy away, whereas like I'm gonna stand under a rock for mm-hmm. a few years, mm-hmm. try to figure out what this is and how it works, yeah, and then hopefully be prepared for you know the poor mom who lost her child mm-hmm. and be able to com- comfort her in a way. Mm-hmm. So I always admire um you know people like you who are just like yeah let's do this and I feel this calling so deep and so thank you for sharing that part of your story. Um so I wanted to talk to you today and I knew that this was going to come up at some point mm-hmm. because I know this is something we both have encountered and struggled mm-hmm. with throughout our entire professional um experience, but how to set a price. Because I used to be twenty bucks right for a reading yes. for twenty minutes and mm-hmm. then now I'm hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Right. And it's almost like I just want to give people what it's like on this end, coming up with a value for this because we feel so lucky to be able to do this service, mm-hmm. um, but we also understand that we need to live and development is not cheap.
1: Yeah, it's very, um, it's very expensive.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that it is. It's the hardest thing because it's like mediumship or psychic work or soul work, intuitive development. It's all coming from the soul. And the thing is, I find the people who are really wanting to be of service and wanting to give sometimes have the hardest time asking to be paid, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and I I still find I struggle with it because to be honest, if I could do this for free, I certainly would. Yeah. And I, and I do it often. You know, there's lots of times where I'll be moved in a reading and I'm like, for whatever reason, I'll feel, no, I'm not actually going to charge you. This is a gift to you today for whatever reason. Mm -hmm but I also am human, and I have bills to pay, and I have kids, and I have a life, and I've often thought, well, I could do a normal job again, you know, go back to that, nine to five, Um, but I know that I could serve a fraction of the people that I'm serving now, Mm -hmm. spiritually, and I would probably not have the energy I need. I barely have the energy I need now, so I can't imagine working a normal job, nine to five, and then trying to do this like you're doing, you know what I mean? Like, it's very difficult you don't have that much extra to give you know if you're you've got all this other stuff going on so for me I almost feel like it's it's a it's a trade-off like I don't ever want it to be something that only like that only people can afford if they have a certain amount of money Mm -hmm. you know I don't want it to be that however I also can't undervalue what I'm doing because it's taken years of blood, sweat and tears it's taken experience it's taken my own you know I've taken lots of classes lots of mentorship with amazing teachers Mm -hmm. Um, I've traveled to England Arthur Finley College I've done that I've I've been to Ireland to teach I've been all over the place Mm -hmm. for this 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 work, yeah, um, and it's not free. No, but know? don't
0: you find like when it comes time? Because I've been yeah. telling you for a while now, I'm like, yeah. girl, you gotta jack up your prices, <laughs> right? And like, and yeah. and you know, every time I reach that point, because I can feel um, burnout setting on yeah. right. Yeah. I can feel that, like, you know what? Like, I just. I'm starting to feel sick. I'm starting to suffer in my relationships with my family. Like I can feel that burnout coming on. And so it's just like this energy exchange. But I also feel that, and I know that either means I have to work less or charge a bit more, Mm -hmm. right? To bring that back up to uh, a fair exchange just for energy purposes. But also every
1: time I even increase it $25, I like lose sleep. Like do you experience that? Oh, much? it's very <laughs> difficult. Every time I've done it, you know, I've only done it a few times over the years, but every time I do it, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that it's going to appear greedy, mm-hmm. or that it's going to appear like all this is about is money. When actually, it's like the last thing it's about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what difficult. What's difficult for us, you know, as light workers, as you know, um, people that want to serve um we we struggle with being holy Mm -hmm. and then being human at the same time and you know I think that in some ways you know I the only thing that I've been able to come up with that can kind of ease my mind about this um because I've been in a situation like when my daughter was born and like I was telling you about like financially that was like very tough Mm -hmm. um we did not know if we're gonna have to go to the food bank like we did not know if we're gonna be able to like pay our bills and I never want someone who's in need uh, that could use my service to not be able to come Mm -hmm. and I certainly had a um reading or I remember I was wanting to do a past life um uh, past life regression and um, hypnosis at work you know at the time of my beginning of my development and the lady that um was providing it for me I knew my situation I told her like I'd love to do it but I just can't afford it right now and she totally worked with me I did it like gave her $25 each time you yeah. know or every month or something and it took me however long to pay it off but I did and I always think back to that and think wow like that was sort of like an amazing thing that she did because she enabled me to be able to get that yeah at that point that I needed it right yeah. but I also on the other hand think too you know um there has to be also, you know, I, I think it depends on the situation because you'll also get people that will spend hundreds of dollars, say, on um, an iPhone or on uh, whatever, I mean, um, you know, whatever material thing that, you know, that they, they feel they want to get. But then they'll balk at like paying, you know, 150 bucks for a reading. And yeah. I'm like, well, I guess it all comes down to also what you value. Yeah. But, you know, well, and the funny
0: thing is, is like, I've, I have clients who see me, who've seen me from the very beginning, who used to pay $20 yeah. and now pay like 150. And I've never heard anyone complain. Yeah. I've never heard a peep. But as a light worker and as a service provider, it's like, it's obviously an inside job. Yeah. Like, why we
1: struggle with this so much? Well, I think, yeah, there's a few reasons. I think that we, um we probably have to in my opinion past life experiences where um I think in the olden days you know the seers and the the mystics and the healers were taken care of by the community Mm -hmm. I think that people provided you were given food you were given stuff that you needed to live In this day and age, no one is going to take care of you. Yeah. (laughs) Like we have to take care of ourselves. Um, And so that's the difference, right? But we still feel because we've taken vows in previous lifetimes, religious vows, all kinds of things. And I do think it has an effect on our guilt in this life about receiving any kind of material gain. Yeah. Um, But I also, the thing that, the only thing that's eased my mind and eased my sort of um, fears around this is to say, and something I'm thinking of starting, well, I think I will start. Uh, a day a month or something where it's like pay what you can yeah and then at least I know that I'm opening up the opportunity for people who maybe can't Make it work. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And I, I never tell people um, how I do this more compassion yeah. work but or the situation because I don't want people mm-hmm. to take advantage mm-hmm. of it. But I do a certain amount of compassion readings a month based off of um, just kind of what people email me. There's usually children involved yeah. um, of some exactly. kind. And yeah. so I, I definitely do some of that too. And I know that you, you're you super generous with your offerings. But I just wanted to bring this up because I know that there's a lot of people who listen to my podcast who are studying lightworkers mm-hmm. and want to put themselves out there, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of garbage out there around, like, you can't charge for this stuff. This is a gift from, you know, and oh, of course, it's, yeah. we're coming out of that mindset and yeah. I definitely feel that, but I don't want people... You know, when you look at energy exchange and money is just an energy exchange, you know, and you have a gift to offer the world and you want to like even consider making a living like this, like mm-hmm. just go start it, do it by donation, mm-hmm. like start small and do a referral program, like yeah. whatever you want to
1: just kind of get started. Whatever you're comfortable with. You exactly. have to be, you know, you only have to answer to yourself and God, I say God, but whatever your belief is, but I said that in my last podcast, right? I'm like people, I'm not going to apologize about yeah, giving God. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I find I do, I, I'm so, you know, cause I'm aware of. I've always wanted to try and be so sensitive of everyone's belief, but yeah. that is mine, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's between you and God and you and yourself. So as long as you're good with it and you know who you are and you know what you're doing and what your intention is, I think you're good. Yeah. Um, but the guilt of it is crazy. I mean, we don't, um, make, um, therapists feel bad Yeah. for receiving money. Uh, we don't make doctors feel bad for making a living yeah. they have they have I mean you could argue that what they what they're able to do is they're definitely gifted from God you know to have those abilities Absolutely. Um, you know there's all kinds of jobs that require the same amount of kind of um, expertise and 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 you know um, intu- intuition actually you know yeah. but we don't have a problem with them making money and making a living, yeah, they're not expected to do it for free. Yeah. Right? No, that's very true. Okay, cool. So I have one more um, get real, let, let's yeah. get
0: real topic I want to talk about and then we'll get into the fun stuff because okay. I got some questions through Instagram um, and just some lighter stuff. But I wanted to talk to you about spiritual burnout because this is something that nobody talks about right. really. Mm-hmm. You hear people talk about it, but you know not really to be honest with you and Mm -hmm. even through the teachers that I've had in the past um I haven't seen people talk about it I've seen people experience it Mm -hmm. um but from an outsider looking in you don't really know what's going on now I personally have experienced spiritual burnout compassion fatigue whatever you want to call it twice Mm -hmm. and I'm only part-time Right. Right. But I've seen it affect my health the way I eat. Mm -hmm. Um, Like running to fast food just Mm -hmm. to like ground myself and numb myself. Yeah. Um, Losing sleep, flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, Like this is, you know, and I feel really emotional when I talk about it because I don't think people understand this completely and you may experience it in different types of professions as well but when we use our nervous system when we use exactly. our whole bodies it affects us in a way and I remember Tony Stockwell saying this at the retreat I think it was that we both went to and um he said you know sometimes mediums are some of the unhealthiest people yes because of what we put out and how much energy we give mm-hmm. out so you you know, every time that I experience spiritual burnout, like, I have to take a break. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take months off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know if you have that
1: ability because you're full-time mama, I don't. Right? I don't have the ability to take months off, um, which creates another kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I've learned, because um, I have taken time off recently I gave myself well uh, my fiance gave me the gift of going away Mm -hmm. for a week away from everything uh, in Palm Springs lovely beautiful time away and what it showed me is that I actually need it's not even just like oh that would be nice Mm -hmm. I need to give myself time and a mental and emotional break from other people's pain Mm -hmm. from other people's expectations and demands on my energy exactly um and so i didn't realize how bad i needed it until i was away so how does it manifest for you uh okay well <laughs> um it manifests in sometimes me feeling extremely um spacey uh, forgetful losing my keys losing like uh, not too long ago i was in a space of being feeling in this midst of this burnout and i misplaced uh, an envelope full of like 300 dollars cash like Jeez. just you know like just like r- feeling almost like flustered, you know, like I can't catch up ever. Mm -hmm. Um, lack of sleep, you know, so definitely like insomnia at times or feeling like I could sleep all day, you know, so needing to nap and needing to just like do absolutely nothing. Um, it can manifest in feeling overly emotional and also overwhelmed. I get super overwhelmed when I know that I'm um, taking on too much and then I'm not, I'm not taking care of myself. Um, it does feel like the spiritual flu. I talk about like emotional hangover, you know, where I feel like if I do a bunch of, um, intense readings or just quantity, just too many in a row, um, without a day off, which I've done many times over the when years. When you were moving? Oh, like, yeah. you're move. I've moved so many times that it's like it, I took one day off to okay. actually move. The I, day before, you're like, I have readings. I'm like, what? Yeah, no. Like, I don't recommend any of these things that I do, to be honest. Uh, I would say just use it as a cautionary tale. Yeah. Um, because I also, in the beginning, same thing, was turning towards, like, fast food all the time. Yeah. And it was, like, just because practicality I was on the move I was always constantly one group to another so I would just like stop go through the drive through eat drive try to ground myself and get ready for the next one Mm -hmm. and that's probably the worst thing you could do for yourself but I do feel like it's like you sort of get into this fight or flight Mm -hmm. you get into survival mode and I think you need to be in your nervous system in that way in order to produce the readings and to be in that energy but then people don't recognize you also have to come down to earth and you still have to be human your mom so so, so you're living exactly you're living in two worlds all the time Yes. and I was just talking about another friend of mine who's a medium um earlier today and she was saying don't you find it hard to switch back and forth So say, like, I do um, a couple readings and then I've got a couple hours to do my, like, Cuban stuff and, like, driving my kids around, doing whatever, coming back home, cleaning up, and then go back to do another reading. It's very difficult energetically to go in between those two worlds. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah. so But the the burnout also can be um, to do with uh, just physically feeling, like, so exhausted that, like, your actual, like, your body's... In pain. Yeah. Um, and then emotionally, sometimes I think I can start to get a bit numb. Yeah, I can start to almost not enjoy the things. It's a bit of a depression, I think, that sets in for me yeah. when I know that I'm burnt out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I can start to actually not really find enjoyment in the things I once did um not really feel like doing anything even though like say I might have an afternoon off it's like I literally don't care like I literally don't feel like I want to do anything um and that's a scare there's a few times where it scared me because I thought this isn't me like this isn't who I am like I love life or why I do this no and it's like I don't think you have to sacrifice your mental health in order to do this work yeah but it's certainly something that it's a work in progress. I wouldn't say that I have any of it mastered as far as like how to do both. Yeah. Successfully.
0: You know, one thing I did, um, because I hit burnout last year really bad. Like I was hospitalized and I had, was having heart palpitations Mm -hmm. and, Um, my nervous system was shot. Like, I couldn't Mm -hmm. actually even do readings for a Mm -hmm. while. And um, that really kind of changed me. I ended up setting up these boundaries. I know it probably won't work for you, but because I'm only doing this part-time and Mm -hmm. I I work part-time in my corporate job, but um, I only do readings on weekdays now Mm -hmm. during school hours for my kids and I teach on weekends and I know you you're so popular and like you have so many bookings and so you you work a lot like you work in the evenings and weekends and And daytime and and daytime and phone and in person and you know, yeah. So one of my favorite structures I've seen, I think I told you this before, but one of my favorite um, coaches mm-hmm. who's in Vancouver, mm-hmm. he does a schedule full time where he works for three weeks and takes the last week off every month mm-hmm. as his integration week. Yeah. And yeah, it just looks like it serves really well. So I don't know. I think that's just a great, advice. Out yeah. Out the world. It's a great
1: idea. And I think that one thing I'm, I've noticed too, is that anytime I've thought, no, I can't take time off because I need, I mean, I need the income. Yeah. Um, As well, the other part of it, not just that I need the income, I've also got people that have waited, Mm. you know, four months, five months to get this reading. At the last minute, for me to say, oh, mm, I'm burnt out, I don't think necessarily people are going to understand that. (laughs) You know, it's a hard thing to understand, but it's not like a job. Like, if you're burnt out, but you're working in, say, I don't know, um, a data entry position. Yeah. It's going to suck to go to work when you're burnt out and you're having like a breakdown. However, you could probably go and fake it till you make it. You could probably go and get it done. Yeah. You might not enjoy it. It might be difficult. You might have to go and like cry in the bathroom, but you could do it. Yeah. This, I don't think you can do under that duress. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it was, it's not going to be to the level uh, that you need it to be or that you want it to be for yourself, for your your own standards, and also for what your client needs, right? So there has to be, I think, the whole key to this is prevention, probably, (laughs) rather than, you know, trying to do what I'm doing now um, to make up. But you've made shifts. I have. I have. I certainly have. And they've been small, but I think they've been pretty big for me. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that even the times I thought I can't because this person is expecting this of me, Um, I'm going to let them down, or I can't because I need that income. Once I say no, and I do put that limit, spirit, God, whatever you want to say, somehow provides in another way. Yes. And it's like, and I also think, you know, I never want to let somebody down who's been waiting for this, but I also think if I say to them, I would prefer to be a hundred percent for you Mm -hmm. and give you what you deserve than to half-ass this exactly and i don't think we should ever half-ass anything in this realm but you know there's going to be times where you're as a human you are squeezed yeah it's like there's pressure there's all kinds of things going on so to expect we can't expect perfection from ourselves ever we can only show up and do our best in any given situation but i think there's a difference between uh it's not my best day but i know i can do this Mm -hmm. then okay i'm literally having a nervous breakdown Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just finding that, you know, finding that sort of, um, truth for yourself. But I do notice like when I do put the boundary, um, spirit will make it happen. I'm always okay. Yeah, definitely. And one other change I made in my business on this
0: topic, and then I have a couple lightning questions for you. But um, I used to book like six to 18 months out, Mm -hmm. and that was so much pressure for me. Mm -hmm. Just again, having two young kids, I have kids that are two and five. I don't know what life's going to be like in 18 months. Like, I don't know if it's going to be flu season and they catch sick, and then I feel guilty about canceling. So I actually just structured after I got well after last year, them only opening up two months of appointments at a time. Yeah. And I'm just trusting spirit will align whoever goes there oh they will they always
1: and they always do
0: and that's helped me so much because Mm -hmm. right now i'm kind of feeling like i want a bit of time off and i'm booked until the end of august so i'm not going to commit to anything Mm -hmm. in september
1: it's until i feel um how i feel at the end of august right it's wise to do that and i think it's easy to get in this um it's almost like you get on the train Mm -hmm. and it just keeps going yeah. You know, I looked at my schedule. I'm like, oh, okay. So I open up dates till the end of December. Yeah, I
0: saw that. The uh, other day.
1: Which is which is good to have that you know in place, and people you know so people because people there was demand for it so I did it Um, but in future I don't think I'll be opening too much more you know two three months maybe but more than that I think it's too much of it's too much pressure because don't you find like I love the teaching like I love the
0: circles yes I love the mentorship Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like and this is how come I feel like mediumship might be changing and we talked about this a little bit earlier before we started Mm -hmm. the podcast but it's like I see now that's more common mm-hmm. with some mediums, like even James von Prague, he hasn't mm-hmm. done readings in years. Mm-hmm. He just has his school. Yeah. Um there's so much joy in sharing everything you know. Yes. To be honest with you. Here's yeah. all the secrets. Yes. Like go do this. More people yes. need to be
1: doing this. So well, do you love the teaching? It's my I would say it's my favorite. Uh, if I had to choose, you know, yeah. and it's not to say I don't like readings. I do enjoy them a lot. And there's reward in that for sure. But with the teaching, you know, like when I was a kid, I used to want to be a teacher or a psychologist or a translator, like a language translator. And now, okay, I was like, what? Yeah, and now I feel like I can, like, I'm doing all three, right? Yeah, true. Um, but with the, the teaching, I love it because it's, I can see that it's empowering that person to then go and create something of their own, you know? So sort of like helping them to sort of see that they could do it, see that they got it, and then go, like forward and give it to other people. My vision, my, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think that there's going to be a time when there is no need for mediumship because we're all going to know. Yes. And we're all going to be communicating telepathically and we're all going to be sort of like healers. Mm -hmm. You know, It's probably a long way off. Um, I don't want to limit that, but I do think we have a long way to go to get there, but really, I think a medium, a psychic, a healer, a teacher, an intuitive, uh, all of these things that we do Essentially, is to raise consciousness, raise the vibration of this earth. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, once we're all enlightened and we all get it, then we can kind of, you know, then that's when that sort of we reach what we're trying to do here. Yeah. So I think that um, in the teaching, it's kind of the most amazing thing that we can do. Because it's it's enabling other people then to, to go on and go forward and carry that message. Yes,
0: absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the prediction I want to make along this field is I think that what we do will be covered by extended health benefit plans sooner or later too. It should be. Absolutely. And yeah. I do think it will be. There are things like even looking back in the day, like naturopathy. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do think that what we provide will eventually be seen as part of the mental health and wellness mm-hmm. in big ways. So. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I just want to honor your time because I know um, you came a long way to come see me and you got to work tonight. <laughs> yes, I did. You yes. got some good readings to yeah. do. So I want to talk to you about so many things. So I hope you want to come back. Okay, um, yes, And I, I, will. I told people on Instagram, but you know, this whole podcast idea was eventually something we wanted to do mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And You're busy. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. We just couldn't nail down a time. So I hope that maybe you'll come monthly. Mm -hmm. You'll come whenever you're free Mm -hmm. because I want to have angel conversations with you. Guide conversations Mm -hmm. with you. um, More real conversations like this. Um, For the time being, to wrap this up, I'm going to just read the couple Instagram questions that we got. So I'm going to summarize this one because it's quite long. Okay. But they ask... So how have we found maintaining our friendship, spiritual besties, and what
1: have been the challenges to the special bond that we have? Okay. Well, I would say that finding the spiritual friendship that is sincere and supportive is something that I think spirit literally puts in front of us Mm -hmm. when we need it at the right time, you know, and it arranges circumstances so that it'll happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think for us, the thing that's worked and the the reason why we have that connection is because we're both very honest people Mm -hmm. and we've both been like very legit, like open with each other. Yeah. So I've never felt like, oh, I can't tell her that. What will she think of me? We're not trying but, to out-spiritual each other. <laughs> no. And that's another <laughs> huge part of it is that neither one of us are trying to... Um outshine the other it's like oh wow here she's like me she's trying to do the same thing like let's like support each other help each other and I would say not maybe that's not as common you know as as we might like it's not at all it's it's not we'll have a whole podcast (laughs)
0: episode just on that
1: it's just not so I think when you find that in someone else it's very exciting it's like oh okay I can just be real like I can just tell this person like like what I actually think and what I actually feel right um and I think the only challenge is just like day-to-day life, um, commitments with time, distance between, you know, that we don't live, like, you know, right next door. Um, but I would say that when it's a spiritual friendship and a spiritual bond and connection, um, there's something of an understanding that, like, uh, I can message you at whatever time. Like I got a concussion in Squamish not too long ago. Uh, and I was just like to my partner, like, just, just text Danielle, tell her to come. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> And there's just an understanding that, you know, we're there for each other. Yeah. So I think. And just... I was there
0: and within like yes. five minutes. Yes, you
1: were. And, um, we were talking about that on the way over and, um, cause that was one of the last times that I was here and how, you know, it's just like, I think the, the understanding of like having each other's back. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I think so
0: too and you know I was saying to Melissa before we hopped on I said you know Melissa like I feel so close to you Mm -hmm. and I think we've actually only like been in each other's physical presence like Mm -hmm. a handful of times. Right. Right and like we obviously you know in Western Canada we know of like all the other mediums Mm -hmm. and we usually go to the same retreats Mm -hmm. and workshops um, collaborate on Mm -hmm. different projects which I hope that we'll end up doing um, more of. Yes. And I just always connected with your energy. You were so kind. You were so generous. You were so sweet. Aww. And that hadn't been what I fully encountered in um, my experiences right. with some other mediums. And yes. so I felt safe. I was at a point in my mediumship where I was considering giving it up. Right. I was like, what am I putting myself through? Mm-hmm. Like sickness, mm-hmm. insecurity, mm-hmm. Um, all this weird yeah. stuff. And I reached out to you from only having met you like twice. Right. And you were so gracious about um, giving me your Me Too experience. Right. Like, I've experienced that too. And that's exactly what I needed in that moment. I didn't need somebody giving me their advice. I didn't need somebody um, trying to teach me. I just needed somebody to say, no, I experienced that too. Because I'd never experienced that vulnerability Mm -hmm. um, with any of my teachers before. Right. And I needed it. Yeah. So that's what I felt connected to you. And again, my barrier... Um, or challenge of the bond, though I don't think it's even a challenge, uh-huh. but, you know, I'm in Squamish, yeah. you're further away, I won't yeah. give people your address or anything, <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then my kids are so young, yes. right, they're two yeah. and five, I'm still in my um, baby fatigue phase, Yes. and yeah, yeah, so that's kind of my barrier, but we make it work, people, We're we're on WhatsApp, you got me on WhatsApp?
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, it works. And I think that, um, you know, it is, it's different, sort of different phases in life for both of us. Yeah. Um, but I felt the same with you. I think it was always connected with your energy and I felt like, oh, here's someone who's so sincere in her. It was like a pureness of like, why you're doing this. Mm. And I can feel it instantly with people, yeah. you know? Um, and it's not to sound judgmental, you know, it's not like I'm sitting there going, mm, mm, she's doing it for the right reason, she's not, it's not that, yeah. but it's just, you can feel when someone has that same kind of, like, it's, it's like a part of who you are, right? Yeah. Um, and so also just, like, I just think like you're, like, I think you're so funny, and I think you've got so much um, wisdom, so I kind of think that we just have that sort of, like, uh, Blend, like our energy blends really well together. And we both love Trashy TV. Yeah. Well I love you know that's what I think it's like so cool because um, lots of spiritual people like to pretend that all they do is meditate and all they do is say lovely angelic things to everyone in their life and that they never get mad and that they're never grouchy um, and all they eat is like kale and whatever and I'm just like all about like well let's just be real like there has to be uh, a human aspect of ourselves So yes, okay. I like my Real Housewives I All my mm-hmm. podcasts are um, Real Housewives recaps Like Bravo <laughs> recap Or um, True Crime Those are like my two And there's maybe a few um, spiritual things in there But for the most part like yeah, I think it's important to be able to bond over human things too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I really, really appreciate that. And then too, you know, you're so generous and I mean, so am I, I'm so generous, but you know, we're not in competition with each other and right. I, I don't get close to other mediums very much because I'm kind of out on an Island here mm-hmm. in Squamish. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're kind of like around where like a lot of mediums are. Um, but, and I don't know if it's competitive. We can talk about that on a different episode, mm-hmm. but I've, I was so refreshed meeting you. It was just so nice. Okay, so last question we got on the Instagram, on the Instagram, I feel like I'm like 60 right now, <laughs> on the Instagram is, what is a daily practice that you recommend to continue to hone my intuition? Not me, but the, yeah. the I know, yeah. but the question from well, the reader. yeah,
1: so there's many things that I could recommend. Um, I would say from my own personal experience, what works for me um, has been prayer. Mm. I, I honestly feel like giving myself time every single day to connect with God. That's mm. what actually works. And I find when I fall away from it, I certainly notice the difference. Yeah. Um, I would say if it's someone that's looking to start or to maintain a little bit of a spiritual practice for themselves to really get to the intuitive, definitely meditate, sit in the power. Um, spend time allowing yourself to have like a a sense of spirit being close to you Mm -hmm. you know fill yourself up so do things that will um be sort of uh giving to yourself so spend time in nature um I would say quiet give yourself some time to just be quiet and still your mind not reaching and asking and looking for like predictions and answers and I need to like get this proof of whatever yeah literally just developing a relationship a friendship with spirit um, you know, so that they're a part of your day to day life, and you know that you're also giving to them. What does spirit need of you?
0: Yeah, you know? no, I love that, and. I think you just said some things that I was going to speak to as well is where, you know, when of course meditation is going to help you. I think meditation serves a few different purposes where you get used to your own energy body. Mm -hmm. You get used to how your sensations feel so that when you feel spirits, because it's quite subtle, you can discern that difference. And I have found just recently, actually, so it's funny that you say Mm -hmm. this, that there's so much more power to sitting in silence than background music or Mm -hmm. guided meditation. Um, Light and day difference And when I first started um, my development journey and I was on a regular meditation mm-hmm. practice and I'm not anymore mm-hmm. I used to actually um, have no seek weeks <laughs> so I wouldn't seek for anything yes I literally wouldn't yes. seek for connection I wouldn't seek for yeah. visions I wouldn't yeah. seek for anything I just would sit yeah um, so I would call them no seek weeks yeah because I did idea. find I was um, I was loo- losing a bit of potency there yes. because I was just like I had these all these expectations of course and then that's my other piece of advice for people's lose all your
1: expectations mm-hmm. surrender mm-hmm have peace, have fun. I would say, have fun. yes, have fun. And give yourself opportunities to use your intuition. Mm. I think you can read all you want, like books. You can go on the internet, which mm, I don't really recommend because I think there's a lot of garbage yes. that you could find on the internet. But there's probably some great stuff too. But I would say... Mm you have to intuition you have to use it in order to sharpen it you have to use it in order to develop it you have to get a whole bunch of things wrong before you can know I say that exact exact
0: thing (laughs) Melissa you're freaking me out because I say that exact (laughs) thing I'm like you don't know what
1: right feels like until you know what wrong feels like and you have to experience the wrong thing you have to so I celebrate in my classes especially with mediumship because it like freaks people out to be wrong right and I'll say I will clap for you I will like celebrate you When you get it wrong. I love that. When you get a know, I will be happy because it means that there's a new reference being created for you. It means that you're opening a pathway in your mind, you're understanding something, and you're learning. Yeah. Right? So I think join a circle, do a workshop, use it, but don't be afraid to be wrong. Like just go and experience it. And I would say mediumship and intuitive development is like life. You know what I mean? It depends how you want to approach it. going to approach it with all this expectation and you're going to be negative, Mm -hmm. you're likely that's going to be your experience, right? If you approach it with an open heart and you're curious and you want to go on an adventure... That's likely what you're going to experience.
0: I love it. That is so amazing. Okay, perfect. So we're going to end it here, but I just want you to close out this episode and just tell us how we can find you.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. That seems to be a, a good way for people to find me. Uh, if you search Psychic Medium Melissa White, um, my page is there. Uh, my website is... Uh, Melissa, Melissa White sacred soul.com soul. um, which is I really want to change it because I feel it's too long and nobody's going to remember it um, so you can do that I am on Instagram I don't even know what my handle is I don't even really know I how tagged to use. you yesterday Did you? I don't know how to use Instagram so I'm <laughs> sorry said, I'm like, you gotta follow Melissa no, on Facebook it's just it's so like I need help so maybe you can um, guide me but um, that's another way yeah, yeah. okay perfect and yeah. I'll add all this into the show notes wonderful because right? so, yes. there's a million ways to spell Melissa yeah. now so. that's right <laughs> yay well thank you um, for being here, well, my thank friend. you very much it was such a huge blessing and honor to to be here thank you thank you Yay. i really hope you guys enjoyed
0: the conversation with me and melissa today and i would love to ask that if you can just take a moment to leave a review write a review and rate this podcast on whatever platform you are listening on i would really appreciate it so that more people can find this podcast and if you like this episode please do share it with your friends And if you do share, please tag me at Squamish Medium on Instagram and use the hashtag Spirit School. Have a good day, guys.